This is The Big Show with Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Jake Scott, 97.5-1280 The Zone. We're going to talk to the man, the myth, the legend, the great Greg Bullerjack coming up right uh, in in fact in mere manner of moments. Very excited to get Bowler's take on what he saw last night from this Jazz team as we actually saw the rotational players play in a rotation and uh, saw a lot of really good things, particularly out of Rudy Gobert. Saw a new move from Donovan Mitchell. We'll get Bowler's thoughts on that. We'll also get his thoughts on the other big NBA stories that are going on uh, out there today as we talk to Bowler each and every Tuesday uh, right here on The Big Show. So uh, we'll, we'll see what Bowler has to say. Man, Rudy did play well last night. 19 and 19 in 24 minutes. <laughs> That is something. And Rudy certainly looks like he's in uh, terrific shape. But Mike Conley played well. Jordan Clarkson played well. A lot of uh, positives coming out of preseason game number three. In fact, let's get out to the Smart Rain special guest line. Utah will be in a drought next summer. Smart Rain knows that uh, 2022 budget planning for most businesses is coming soon. Take advantage of their Save Now, Pay Later promotion and do your part by saving water while saving money. Check Best of State Award winner Smart Rain at smartrain.net. He is the television voice of the Utah Jazz, the one and only Craig Bolajack. What's up, Bowler? Jake, how are you? Man, Bowler, I am doing great. Uh, I, I don't tell you often enough how, how much I appreciate you, Bowler. You're the best. I hope you know that. Well, thanks, pal. Uh, same goes to you. I know uh, you're uh, kind of throwing uh, six, uh, what, ping pong balls in the air as we speak. Just <laughs> yeah. trying to do things right. Yeah. yeah. No, I appreciate you, man. Uh, you're the best. We, we I love talking to you each and every week. And, man, you do such a good job. And, uh, you, you know, I, I feel like I've asked you uh, this the last several weeks, but uh, how fired up are you to be back? You feeling back in the groove? Feeling good? It was great last night. You know, we did the game in Dallas, and then Holly Rowe uh, joined us for the first time last night. Uh, she's trying to balance a little college football and WNBA finals at the moment, but uh, she was terrific. Uh, welcomed Holly into the broadcast, got a win uh, last night against, uh, obviously, a shorthanded Pelicans team. But I thought a lot of good things happened last night. Really kind of sets the stage uh, for uh, tomorrow night's game against the Bucks. I uh, don't really know what uh, Milwaukee's going to come with in the sense of rotation minutes and onto Decumbo, but uh, still reigning world champs. And that sets the stage for next week home opener uh, against Oklahoma City before jumping out on the road to Sacramento. So, yeah, in a word, yes, I'm ready to go. Last night was good fuel for that, too. I thought the Jazz, um, I'm glad to see all five starters on the floor. I thought they just looked um, like, let's play, right? I don't know if they need another preseason game, yeah. but um, why not? And, you know, the Bucks are going to play five. The Jazz only get four, so that's probably a good thing. So I want to talk, ask you about Rudy real quick because, I mean, not that we needed a reminder, but last night, man, 19 and 19 and 24 minutes and did it against Jonas Valanciunas? Yeah. I mean, boy, just that, that was something. Yeah, missed one shot, good at the line, 5 of 7, you know, 15 defensive rebounds of his 19. Uh, even had a couple of assists, had a couple of blocked shots, uh, had a couple of power moves, Jake. I, I tell you, I felt like I was watching Rudy a bit while he played in the Olympics while the French team, uh, you know, won the, the silver medal. 
maybe he's coming back with another renewed sense of uh, confidence. But, you know, I thought he looked stronger. I thought his hands were on target last night, catching, holding, moving, driving, and scoring. And I just thought Rudy looked good, um, looked strong, looked confident. In fact, the whole Jazz starting five looked uh, the same way, in my opinion. And Clarkson put on a couple of exhibitions of globetrotter-like basketball last night. It was good to see him active in the paint. I thought the Jazz honestly played all three levels well, meaning you know, in the paint, mid-range, which I still think I'm a proponent. Look, take a good shot when you have it. I thought the Jazz had some good mid-range looks last night and makes, and then uh, they knocked down, what, 40, nearly 40% of the three-point shots last night, 15 to 38. That was a good combination of basketball. Absolutely. Um, Donovan played well last night. We saw his his kind of new step back, which I thought was pretty cool. But Donovan was great defensively last night, Bowler. And Rudy actually talked about how good Donovan was defensively last night. And, man, if he could be really impactful on that side of the floor, that would be a big step for him. You know, this is probably maybe the next step in the Jazz, you know, run to a title is just besides Gobert being that, you know, that that stopper that we all expect. I think Rudy's handed many times that, you know, really it's it's a team it's a team game of defense. And maybe again Rudy and Donovan, you know, have, have talked and discussed this. And you're right, I thought just active was the word again last night, rotating, communicating. Uh, that gets overplayed sometime, but it's it's really the truth. You know, we're lucky to hit a couple of jazz practices. Well, I really haven't been to many, but we were there uh, on on a Monday morning. And, you know, it's, it is about, uh, you know, constantly talking, moving Rudy to spots where he needs to be, and also understanding that he can't do it by himself. Jake, you and Tim talk about that all the time, but uh, you know, if you can go next level defense, Donovan, I mean, you know, he had three blocks, which just blew me away in the recovery time. Look, it was a preseason game. Yeah. And he ran all the way to, to block a shot and then save it along the baseline. Um, was impressive. And if that gives us a hint of his motivation for this year, wow, that's a, it's going to be fun. Yeah, be fun. Absolutely, Bowler. And you wonder how, you know, kind of the Jazz take it to the next level. And they made some roster tweaks is a word I kind of like to use because it yeah. certainly wasn't a major overhaul. But, you know, if Donovan and Rudy specifically can both get better, that's probably, well, in my opinion, that's that's the most effective way to take it to the next level is those two guys. It's the cornerstones. Uh, totally agree. Whiteside's intriguing. Got into foul trouble last night. Really never had much of a rhythm. But, you know, there's another guy that stuck out on his offense and defensive side. And just the body of, of, of Pascal. You know, he's three. He's two. I said three. Sorry, Eric. Two. 265. You know, <laughs> don't give him another hundred. <laughs> yeah. He gets him on the court a little faster than I expected, right? I mean, he's a big guy, but he's mobile, agile, uh, shot the ball. Again, his his game is inside and mid-range, and he's trying to hit threes. He may have some of that in his back pocket, but never was really called upon, you know, in his first two years in the league. So the Jazz will obviously give him an opportunity to, to see the three-point line. But, uh, you know, there's a couple of young guys in there that can play that have NBA bodies. I don't know where they'll end up. Uh, but, you know, it's kind of interesting to see you know, what the likes of uh, Fitz, 
and Mark Marquise Bolden bring Bolden didn't play last night, but they both have some intriguing, you know, abilities at six eight and two twenty. That's kind of where the league is right now, right? I mean, yep. if, if you're six eight, you can play small ball, you can go a little big if you want, but you kind of just fit the pattern that's going on right now in the league. Yeah, I think you're 100% right, and it's what uh, they were missing a little bit last year, right? And maybe the tweaking can give them a little more flexibility. I mean, Pascal can play big. He can play that five if he needs to, and you think Rudy Gay could too. Yeah, yeah, that's the other part too. I think everyone realizes what Rudy Gay can bring with uh, his defensive ability and his offensive uh, you know, three-point shot that still is in his arsenal. Um, don't know the timetable on his return. I've watched him. He's done some walkthroughs at practice so that he knows the system. Jake, so when the time comes to get on the floor, it won't be a shock, right? Right. So he knows what, you know, the system is, knows what Quinn wants. And look, he's a, he's a vet. Uh, he, I think he's, he obviously understands what, what the Jazz are doing. And that's why he came here. Um, and hopefully he comes back healthy, strong, and just gives the Jazz another piece in this. And this, I think, pretty impressive list of players that give this team a, a really – I mean, that's depth. Every every time I keep looking at this, I mean, you know, it was nine maybe. I think the Jazz are, have got depths and abilities to go 11, 12. You know, there's some guys that want to play that are on two ways. You know, I hope Trent Forrest, uh, you know, jumps back quickly after, you know, suffering those concussion protocols that he, that he hit his head last night. But – He's another intriguing guy that can handle the ball. So I think the Jazz, you know, simply, Jake, have options, something they didn't have as many of last year, and that bodes well in a Wild West uh, conference. And we haven't even talked about Jared Butler, who, speaking of that Dallas game you guys did, I mean, he balled yeah. out. That that guy oh. has played great. He's played out of – I mean, look, here's a, a rare guy – who, you know, had some health concerns and everyone stayed back. And the Jazz, you know, in, you know, went ahead and pushed a little bit to see what it was about. They got uh, the league doctors, the Jazz doctors, Jared Butler's uh, people got a doctor and they all huddled up together and made the decision that, yeah, he's good. And so the Jazz, you know, went and got him at 40. Uh, could be the steal of steals uh, for this franchise. There's been a few, as we know, uh, in the history of, of the Utah Jazz. But what I've seen so far is just a real confident, smooth, uh, offensive, defensive-minded player who, as he said, told us he's won at every level, you know, junior high, high school, college, NCAA champ just a year ago. Uh, and I think you and I talked about this last week is that you know, NBA scouts always talk about who's NBA ready, and there's only a, you know, less than a handful who say they can give minutes right off the bat. And Jared Butler's name was mentioned in that group. And what I saw in the first two games in San Antonio and Dallas, it's hard to argue that. I mean, 19 points a game, it just seems like he can take a shot um, anywhere he wants on the floor, and he can create as well. So I, I don't want to get too super hyped. I mean, a rookie, it's hard to break in and be an impact player. But, look, before he had had the non-COVID illness that hit him before the game last night, he's running with the second unit. Uh, now, that may change when Rudy Gay makes himself available. But for the time being, that's impressive that he's been able to catch the eye of the coaching staff like that. 
So the big story in the NBA today, Bowler, is Kyrie Irving and the Nets, and the, mm. the Nets basically exiled him today, saying he's not yeah. going to participate in the team or with the team until he can be a full time participant. And this is this is a unique situation, Bowler. We've got an All Star on the the favorite to win the title. And it doesn't look like he's going to budge. the The franchise can't budge. I mean, it's the government that's that's making the rules here. And I wonder, do the Nets have to move him? That's that's where I think this is going. The Nets have to do something. I would think. Well, this kind of like is a Ben Simmons deal. You know, mm-hmm. you lose some bargaining power, right? When you start to understand Ben isn't happy, and you saw some of the weaknesses that even Doc Rivers pointed out. So now you have Kyrie, who's kind of a uh, I don't know, Jake. It's he's a guy that no one really knows, right? He um, he he's a different type of individual, which is great. I mean, individuality is what it, that, that we all have that. But um, this is a difficult situation. I don't know who else. There may be takers, but you're not going to California because there's the same issues there. Some other teams would probably be willing to, to to trade for him. Would he agree with that trade? I believe what has he got? Forty some million dollars left on a on a on a on his contract. Uh, I don't know where they go. I mean, it's a it's a tough situation for Brooklyn and a tough one for for Philadelphia too to try to get some value back. Is my point. If they know you're anxious to move Kyrie, who offers? They try to get bargain. They'll try to get a bargain out of Brooklyn. So I'm not sure if they'll bite. But, man, if 10 games in and you kind of see how this thing is going to work itself out, right now, Jake, he's on pace to, what, miss 43 games, mm. including two games uh, at Madison Square Garden. Right, right. So that, to me, is going to be difficult to over uh, – to 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 adjust to. I mean, Steve Nash – pardon me, yeah um, – uh, has been talking um, about how you handle that stuff. I, I don't know how you handle it as a team. How do you handle it in the locker room? Right. right. I mean, I think Durant tried to support him early. And Kevin and, and Durant, excuse me, uh, yeah, KD, uh, what do you do, man? What do you do? How do you talk to a teammate that has his own way of thinking and I believe, again, I, I think I read this, that he really truly believes this is just a, a dangerous situation for him and that it leads you know, into a different direction in life that he wants to go. I mean, I think he brought up the word Satan, you know, I, that, that, that the COVID vaccine would cause some sort of uh, issue there. I don't know. It's, it's uh, beyond me, um, but it's going to be a tough situation for, for Brooklyn because they're all there for one reason. That's, that's to beat LeBron. And that's what all the experts believe would happen this year, that they would see the Lakers and the Nets in a mega battle for an NBA championship. They thought that last year as well, and it didn't happen um, because of injury. Uh, and I think injury is going to be the biggest issue. Whoever is the healthiest yeah. gets to the finals, just like what the Suns were able to do and Chris Paul stayed healthy with uh, Devin Booker and, and DeAndre Ayton. But you know, Jake, I don't know. Do you have a do you have a do you have an answer? Would you if someone asked and called us both to consult on this issue? I don't know even where to start. I don't I, either. I really don't. Not, but you know, Kyrie is a different cat, yep. and that's the the first thing you have to realize is I don't think he's going to move on this issue. Um, so if that's the case, then there's a big decision by Brooklyn to go into the future. 
uh, because it could derail, you know, a win now situation with an aging Kevin Durant and also a James Harden, right? Yeah. I mean, the window's open it, now, Bowler. Yeah. 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 The, the it, window's it open. It really is. You know, and, and look, in LA, the Lakers have one window, very small, that they're all trying to take advantage of, right? And jump into yep. uh, for all those who haven't won a title. Uh, to, to join LeBron in, in one more time, right, before it all comes to an end. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. We haven't even started the regular season, and this, this incredible storyline is sitting right out there, and I don't think there is an answer. Um, do you break him in the sense of money? Is that enough to get him vaccinated and let him play within this framework that uh, the league and the states have come up with? I don't know. But um, – going to be interesting to see how i'm sure he has enough money but he's losing 41 games jake i mean you're talking about over what seven six hundred thousand a night yeah. is that about right yeah and and the nets are in a tough spot bowler because he can opt out of his deal after this year and become a free agent and i i think you hit the nail on the head with the with the locker room thing i don't know how they bring him back i i was reading sham's report in the athletic today bowler where he said that uh uh, Kevin Durant and James Harden both got vaccinated in the lead up to camp. So it's not like those guys were in a hurry to get the vaccination, but it feels like they did it because that's what they got to do for the team. And if you have right. a teammate who's not willing to go that far where you were, I would guess that would ruffle some feathers, you know? So I I think they've got to trade him, Bowler, and, and just get what they can. I, I don't see any other way out of this for the Nets, honestly. And it's, it's kind of not their fault, but... I mean, you got to do what you got to do. It's it, Buller. It's why the Jazz and Justin Zanuck and Quinn Snyder and everybody should be stoked that the the entire team got vaccinated, regardless of how you feel about the vaccination. It spares everybody in the franchise a ton of headache. Well, that's right. I don't know if people know that you know Kyrie would have had to take on quite a, a load of responsibility too, where he'd be masked, he would be away from his teammates anyway during travel and dinner. Um, it. <laughs> He would still be pretty much confined to hotels. Uh, it'd be very difficult in what the world is now as what it was a year ago. And, you know, of course, the bubble, everybody was in it together, right? So, yeah, this is going to be a tough situation for, for Nash as a head coach and an organization to try to deal with a very talented player but just has different thoughts on what life is. Mm-hmm. And those are things that they're going to have to figure out and deal with. And, um uh, you know, Wiggins decided to get vaccinated, so that clears him. Uh, but, you know, the league, Jake, as you know, man, it's a multi-billion dollar industry. And I think the word is, again, is just to keep it afloat because they've been through hard times. Um, and look, it, it is what it is. But, you know, advertisers have their different thoughts about a lot of things. Uh, some have left the league. Some some have not. New new advertisers have come aboard. So it's kind of a process right now where it's a reset. And I guess, Jake, if it's like, do you want to come along for the ride? Do, because we'd love to have you. If you decide not to, then let us know. And then I guess they'll have to make those decisions, as you mentioned. Can you actually move Kyrie to another team and get value back? And you make a great point. Maybe they just need to move him. Um, you know, it's it's... I've looked online today at a couple of times of people trying to work deals. One involved Hayward in a first-round pick, hmm. moving him up to Brooklyn and bringing Kyrie to Charlotte. I just happened to see that a moment ago. But I'm sure there's all sorts of combinations, and I'm sure teams have reached out. 
don't know that for a fact, but I'm sure there's some who would say, you know, we're in a position to handle him, and we need a we need this type of player to not only draw fans, sell tickets, but also win ball games. So. Stay tuned. There's more to this story to come, I guarantee you. Oh, yeah. It's a tricky one, that's for sure. Well, Bowler, uh, thank you for coming on with us. We always look forward to it uh, and look forward to seeing you here at the arena coming up tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow night, man. Bucks, world champs. Oh, I, you know, I hope fans get a chance to see Antetokounmpo and Middleton and the rest for a few uh, for a quarter or two. But, hey, you know what? I just realized they're playing five preseason games. Uh, the Jazz have four. So I'm anxious to see what Budenholzer will do tomorrow night. Uh, if they actually rest or play or do a little combination of both. But uh, and the same for Quinn Snyder. I was glad to see the, the guys get a good workout last night, and we'll see what they do tomorrow before uh, heading out for a week before they open up the regular season. So stay tuned for that as well. Love it, Bowler. It's close. It's close. It We're almost there. Wait. All right, buddy. Thanks. Talk soon. There you go. The great Craig Bowler Jack jumps on with us on Tuesdays here on The Big Show. And, yeah, Bowler – Bowler is the best. He is one of the good ones. All right. We're hanging out with our good friends from Smart Rain. And Rob is jumping in with us once again. And, Rob, what should we get into this time? Well, I think we should uh, maybe talk about the Raiders uh, probably losing a couple more games. <laughs> Most likely now. Lloyd. Is that right? I think they they might be a little bit distracted. Looked bad last week. Our Raiders yeah, did, yeah. didn't they? Didn't they, Lloyd? Yeah, they did. They yeah. struggled. Who's your team, Rob? Uh, I'm not really that passionate. I was just told to make fun of Lloyd, so I did. <laughs> <laughs> Lloyd, Lloyd is a passionate Raiders fan. Although Lloyd's Giants are on the verge of advancing uh, in the Major League playoffs. One more so. game. So Lloyd's pretty – he's go. in a good place right now. Plus, they're beating the Dodgers, which, you know, who doesn't like watching the Dodgers lose? Yeah. I mean, I think we're all fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, if you stay local, it makes it easy. So that's what I try to do. Well, I'll tell you what. Speaking of local, we've got our issues around here with water and drought is is a big thing. And you guys at Smart Rain, I love it. You guys are, are doing things a little bit differently, doing it better, helping out and uh, saving folks money. Yeah. And, and local is where we want to start. I mean, we're a Utah company. We've won Best of State. We've won the Utah Green Award. Uh, we're the, on the Inc. 500 is one of the fastest growing in the state. I mean, being Utah first is what we want to do. So we want to make sure that people know here in Utah, our number one goal is to take care of our people. So that's what we're focused on. That's why we're doing the, the guarantees. It's why we offered the free controller on the show here. So cool. Because we want to make sure that the people here are saving water first and foremost. That's definitely our first goal. Well, I, I know all my life I've heard the what Utah is the second driest state in the in the country, and of course, where population is is exploding, people are moving here because it's a great place to live. And water issues, you know, are a thing, and saving water is always going to be a thing. And we're in a specific you know drought era, but this is this is the way we're going, and you guys are leading the way. Yeah, and we got the technology to do it. I mean, when all is said and done, anybody can save water. All you need is the right the right tool, and that's what we have. We have the tool that takes into consideration all the things we need to take into consideration, whether it's the moisture in the ground or the moisture in the air, the type of plants that are on the ground. I mean, anything that you can think of that goes into water management goes into our controller to make sure that anybody can save the most amount of water. And you're just giving that controller away for free to zone listeners who are, you know, managing properties out there or who could use it. You're just here you go That's and right. you want to you want them to use the product cuz it, it it will improve their lives and and you know, you'll have a customer forever. That's right. And that is the and we will stand behind it. In fact, we will guarantee if you put in our controller, you will save more money than what you're spending on the annuals. 
which is amazing, which makes it a no-brainer, right? Yes. And that's that's kind of the idea, which is so cool. The, the giveaway is awesome. And backing it up with a lifetime guarantee is no big deal. No big deal at all. <laughs> Just like best of state winner, no big deal at all. I like how so, you humbly slid that in there. That's right. Know? Yeah, right? See? We got Just, a lot of medals. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Here's how you uh, get the ball rolling. You can call 877-346-3333. That's 877-346-3333. Or simply go online at smartrain.net. That's smartrain.net. Rob, we appreciate you. Thanks. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Lincoln Kennedy, Raider Radio Analyst. I'm honestly still trying to process what I found out in the last 48 hours. Yesterday, the rest of the emails that were shared were between Bruce Allen and John Gruden. It's been a little overwhelming. I worked for both of these guys. Bruce Allen was the team president when I was playing at the Raiders, and John Gruden was a coach. Never once did I see an inkling of the information that I got from the emails or heard about over the last couple of days. So this is all surprising to me. In this day and climate, you can't have that. You can't tolerate that. So was really surprised last night when the news came down from Mark Davis and the Raiders that they're letting him go. But at the same point, understanding why they had to let him go. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's time for our weekly conversation with Cole Fotheringham. Let's get out to the Smart Rain special guest line. He is tight end at the University of Utah, Cole Fotheringham. What's going on, Cole? I'm not doing good. How are you doing? Good, good. Uh, we got to get to the game. What a what a performance! But I've got to ask you about uh, yesterday, the experience. You know, they say uh, sometimes funerals help a little bit. Hopefully, it was uh, helpful to you and your teammates. Yeah, it definitely was. I think it put a lot of things in perspective, and we're just happy we were able to get down there and um, support Aaron and his family um, in any way that we could. So I think just being there and being present, letting them know that we were there is is pretty much all we can do in a time like this. Well, it was amazing following from afar to, to see so many people talk about what a special person uh, he was. I, I thought, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what word best to describe it, but maybe maybe appropriate is the right one. Definitely. Uh, it truly was just a, uh, a light to everybody, and uh, he treated everyone the same and was super humble and, and really enjoyable to be around. So... I think all we can do is just try and live and take take the best parts of him and, and try and incorporate that into our own lives. Well, thank you for sharing your experience with the listeners. Let's let's move on. Let's talk about the game. What a what a performance. I mean, where where to start? It it just felt like you guys had so much juice on Saturday. Yeah, I think that it was a long time coming and you know, after the bye week and being able to just kinda of let everything settle was great to get out there and and to play like we we felt like we were capable of. Um, so, yeah, like you said, there's lots of juice, lots of energy, and we just want to keep it rolling from here on out. It seemed like you particularly had a good game, active and just crushing guys out there. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, you know, I think going down into SE, especially uh, a place where they get um, – a bunch of highly recruited guys and they have great athletes. It's it's a great opportunity to showcase your abilities and talent. So 
um, you know, big stage and and luckily I was I was able to, you know, make some make some good plays and some key blocks to open some ring lanes for, for some guys up. You know, you're our guy every week. We try to keep a, a close eye on you, and and it, it seemed like you played great. But it seemed like the offense just clicked. I mean, it seemed like everybody played really well. Yeah, I think that was one of our – definitely our best performance up to this point of the season um, offensively. So it feels good to know that, you know, there's only – there's a we can we can keep playing like this and and the the sky is the limit for our offense right now. Uh, I'm not sure exactly you know what your relationship with Cameron Rising is is like, but from an outside perspective, I love his story. You know, he comes in and and he battles. You know, he he had to battle a senior transfer last year. He had to battle a senior transfer this year. He stuck with it by all accounts. From you know everybody uh, you know I've talked to, he's he's really got a, a a great personality. He's a great great leader, human. You know all those things that that you can say. But watching him really excel on the field, I thought was a was a cool. I don't know if culmination is the right word, but kind of a cool culmination of that story. It, it's seems like he's an easy guy to root for absolutely uh super stoked for cam and the and the season he's having so far in the season that he's gonna have uh like you said just a great leader um someone that people really just gravitate towards because of his energy and his positivity and i think it it shows on the field you know he's been making some great plays making great reads and he's he's the definite leader of our offense so can you tell us the story of how the flea flicker got called? Yeah, uh, it was an accident. <laughs> so I guess you must already know that um, we, were, we were meant to call another play. I, I wasn't even aware until the next day. I guess it was, it was fourth and one. And then they called a timeout, and he said, no, let's keep it on. So we kept it on, and it worked. It worked great. So... That was that was such a fun play and gave us a good boost of energy. It it was funny. Spencer Tillman was on the call for uh, for Big Fox, and uh, he was talking about what a what a brilliant call it was from their defensive coordinator T- Todd Orlando to call that timeout, this and that, and then for <laughs> then you guys to come out and run that flea flicker. And really, I, I mean, it it was the play of the game, and you guys just, I mean, it, it wasn't really a game after after that. You know what I mean? It was one of those things where it was like. You know, I know it's going into half, but Utah's here to win. And it was just interesting with the, the announcer just talking about, oh, what a brilliant call. And then to get hit with that, I, I laughed out loud. Yeah, it is It is funny to hear about it after the fact. Um, but, yeah, such a that was such a fun fun moment to score the touchdown. You see Devon, Vele, um get his number called and, and to go up and make a play when they call it. I'm super happy for him, too. Do they let you do anything to celebrate, or is it pretty much just hurdle you out of there and get you on the plane and get you back in the middle of the night? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a fine line. Everyone wants to get back before 5 a.m., but, um, you know, a lot of people have family there, so we did get to uh, go say hi to them, That's the fam- family and friends that were able to come, and then, yeah, we get on the buses and, and get going. This is a kind of a critical stretch for you guys when it comes to uh, competing in the South to go, you know, USC and then obviously come home to take on Arizona State this week. Uh, you know, is it is it difficult to keep your eye on the ball or stay focused or is it just another day in the Pac-12? I think, yeah, I mean, once you've 
been rolling like I mean that's how the Pac-12 is every week is there's you're going to play an opponent that that could beat you there's no one that you can sleep on and um, Arizona State's a really good team so um, we're putting that win kind of in the rear view and um, getting ready for the Sun Devils because it's a really big game a lot of stake yeah, we talked a couple of weeks ago about how you guys still had very, you know, a ton to play for when it comes to conference. I mean, you know, if you could knock off Arizona State, I, I you know, I know UCLA is pretty tough this year, too. And I don't want to, you know, count your chickens and all of that. But you'd be in the driver's seat for the South Division. And then, of course, you get yourself into that game. And you're still alive for the for the Pac-12 title. And that's the idea. So I would imagine you're still very much motivated. Definitely lot lots to play for and to be excited for. Um, but like you said, we just gotta we gotta stay focused at the task at hand. Um, preparing this week as best as we can for Arizona State. You know, they're coming here, so hopefully we can uh pack the stadium and and get loud and, and have a great game against Arizona State. Are you hoping it's going to be cold just because it would put them at a disadvantage? Um I mean, hot or cold, rain or shine, you know, you got to go out and play. But I think that does help us a little bit. And I think it's going to be cold. So ready or not, you know, here it comes. So we got to be ready. On a more, like, broad view, I asked a a player, Mason Wake from BYU, this very same question. But what is your least favorite element to play in? Um, I think I've... My least favorite is probably the rain. I don't mind the snow. The snow is pretty fun to play in. And the rain, especially when it's cold, that's just not the best combination. I, I always feel just terrible when they, you, you know, I'm in the press box looking down or, or on TV watching at home and they do the sideline shots and it's just guys shivering, you know, trying to trying to act tough, but visibly, like, obviously miserable. And it's like, oh, man. <laughs> What you got to yeah, do to be on the team. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, right on. Cole Fotheringham with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Cole, as always, thank you for jumping on with us. We look forward to your conversations uh, every week, and good luck on Saturday. Thank you very much. Take care. Cole Fotheringham, who had a big game against USC, a bunch of big blocks. Big thanks to him for jumping on with us each and every week right here on The Big Show. Want to remind you the snow, about the Snowmobile Show. Come see the latest sleds, trailers, and gear Friday and Saturday, October 15th and 16th at the Mountain America Expo Center in Sandy. It's the Snowmobile Show. We'll have more for you coming up next here on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Do you have the time to listen to me whine about nothing and everything all at once? I am one of those melodramatic fools, neurotic to the bone, no doubt about it. Sometimes I give myself the creeps. It's a big show. Jake Scott with you, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us part of your day. Uh, want to remind you about our friends at Marley's Gourmet Sliders, whether it's the classic Rickster, Killer, Handsome Raw, Pastrami, Fajita, or Killer Breakfast Burritos. Don't forget the best shoestring fries out there. Marley's Gourmet Sliders will satisfy any hunger. Just off I-15 inside Timpanogos, Harley-Davidson 
That is Marley's. Uh, Lloyd, it seems like we've had uh, so much going on today. We didn't uh, quite get a chance to talk about well, what was an incredible NFL game last night. Uh, what a comeback by the Ravens uh, to beat the Colts 31-25. to But how about Lamar Jackson? Is this the perfect football game? Did he play the best game ever as a quarterback? 442 yards, 37 of 43. That's, what, 83% completion percentage? The highest ever for somebody who attempted over 40 yard, or over 40 attempts. He also had 62 yards on the ground and was just slicing up the Colts. I... I don't know. I felt for a while that Lamar Jackson, people that still criticize his throwing, are up in the night. If there's anything that his MVP season a couple years ago did was, I mean, if you came away from that saying, oh, I don't know if he can throw it still, I don't know what to tell you. Because he, he threw it around the yard that year. Last year, the stats weren't quite as good. But last year was a, a weird year, and it's not like he had a bad year. He just didn't have an MVP year. And then you look at that game last night, amazing. He is amazing. Yeah, and he fell short in the playoffs, but like, give him a chance. Like the the guy, he's improved every single year. Absolutely, and falling short in the playoffs. Peyton Manning made a living out of falling short in the playoffs. <laughs> give me a break. Give this guy a few. Give him a few years to break through. I mean, the Ravens are they're legit. I mean, they're three and one with who was their lone loss to? Oh, the oh, Raiders. Yeah, the Raiders. <laughs> That's right. By the way, do a, do a quick, uh, who who would be number one on your NFL power ranking right now? Oh. I don't know if it'd be the Ravens for me, but it'd be close. Might be the Chargers. I don't think, see, I don't, I don't think, I know they're still, they're still undefeated, aren't they? Arizona. Arizona's still undefeated. I know, but, but I don't, I, I don't, I don't buy believe, them. I don't believe I'm not buying them either. at all. Like the Chargers, I think, are very close to being, it, it's probably between the Chargers and the, and the Ravens, I would say. You Pretty know who, close. You know, it's not the Lions. <laughs> yeah. You yes. know who it's also not? The Jets. And that'll never happen. And you know who it's really not? The Jags. Yeah, who's the? Oh, who's I thought you were gonna say who it's really not the Broncos. Oh yeah, it's not them either. It's not them either. Who's the bottom? It's got to be the Jags, right? Ah, uh, the Jags, followed by the Jets. I don't know. Wait, wait, have the Lions won a game? No, uh, it might be go Lions and then Jets. Yeah, you might be right there. Poor Jared Goff. Oh, the Lions. What, what do you think his reaction was when he found out he was getting traded to the Lions? Like really? And then Matt Stafford comes to the Rams and looks incredible. You know, well, maybe not incredible, but looks like but he, he's they, winning. They, and yeah, it's like like yeah. they could they could be a Super Bowl contender. And it's like have have the Lions ruined Matthew Stafford like they ruined so many other they players. Make, they over make the years? Hall of Famers quit. How is it? How is it possible that? I mean, the, the Jets or the Lions. How is it possible that a franchise can be that bad for that long in a sport where it's basically built? So you can turn it around in a year if you make the right decisions. Well, I don't know. You tell me how can I, how can one organization make two Hall of Famers quit in their prime? Just retire. Just retire. So I'd rather Barry not Sanders play. was like, you know what? Screw I, it. I, I'm done. I, I don't. I don't want to play this. I know. I know. I could easily pass Walter Payton. I could easily pass Sweetness. But I'm. You know what? I'd rather just retire because I hate this place so much. I'd rather not play. I'd rather not play than solidify myself as the greatest of all time. So bad. But Lamar Jackson is so good. And what a performance uh, from him last night. And yeah, if you... uh 
if you're flipping around the internet or the TV or whatever, and there's somebody saying, oh, I'm still not sure if he can throw the ball, that person will literally never be convinced. No. Lamar Jackson could could break all of the passing records, and that person is to be like, I don't, I don't know if he can throw it. I, I'm just not sure. I mean, good grief. That dude can sling it. And then, you know, he moves like Vic. I mean, he's he's the unicorn, and the Ravens are lucky to have him. All right. Uh, our friends uh, from Smart Rain have been hanging out with us all day long. Let's check in with Rob again. And, Rob, you know, uh, one thing I love about you guys is uh, you're, you're doing great for our community, our, our, you know, our environment. You're helping save water, but you're also benefiting your clients as well. Yeah. I mean, and that's really what we're hoping for is that people – get to see the value and take advantage of it and really make a difference in their in their careers. If you're the guy working the working the irrigation, your job's going to get easier. If you're the manager that has to account for the the water being used and the money being spent, your job's going to get easier. If you're the person that's in charge of sustainability, which is a, a new job all around sure. the world right now. Yeah. Uh, we have all sorts of people with that title. Uh, now your job's easier and we're helping you accomplish that. So really Everybody's winning. The state's winning. The managers are winning. The landscapers are winning. And the environment's winning. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about, um, you know, budgeting as a thing, people getting ready for 2022. What's uh, what's this save now, pay later? I know you guys are super excited about it. Yeah, yeah. So, really, our focus is to let people budget next year. And what we can do is we can actually get you in, get your controller in, get it installed, get you all set up and not actually bill you until next year's budget. So we'll get everything set up and we'll just go ahead and bill you for next year. Uh, On top of all that, we'll guarantee your savings. So once you have the system in, if it doesn't save you more than your annuals, we guarantee it will. Wow. So you're taking the risk right out of this thing. I mean, there is none. That is it. Yeah. It's really a a win across the board, and everybody's going to be happier and saving water, and everybody's job's going to be easier. Not to mention a free controller for our listeners if they call today. And to top it off. That's right. You call today, $2,300 controller. You're going to get it for free. And you're going to start making your life easier. I love that because it just shows how confident you guys are, that people are going to appreciate and like your product and uh, what it does for everybody. All right, here's the number to call. Get the ball rolling, 877-346-3333. That's 877-346-3333. Or simply go to smartrain.net. That's smartrain.net. Rob, thank you very much. Thank you. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.